Hello, Bonita Bay Club members. EJ McDonald, your director of golf, with our first golf instructional podcast. Today, I'm here with Jonathan Satera, our director of instruction. How are you doing? And real quick, Jonathan, your average driving distance? Uh, 185 yards. All right. We also have with us uh, Jeff Smith today. Hey, how are you doing? And your average driving distance? Uh, 20 feet. All right. Excellent. And... Our third person to join me today is George Pachinski, our newest instructional member to join the team. George, hello. Hello, good morning. Thank you for having me. You're not going to mention how far you hit the golf ball? I was going to say I drove here 12 miles. Okay, excellent. Driving distance. That was my joke. Excellent. We, uh... So for our first instructional podcast, we wanted to give an introduction to George and re-welcome Jeff back for season uh, as we get underway here. Hey, season's good. Right. Weather's perfect. People are great. And we'll get to know these guys a little bit better, talk a little bit about the golf swing and what we're looking forward to. Um, and then in future installments, we're going to bring in some of the instructors and really get into some golf technique and things like that. So, Jonathan, why don't you kick us off here today? Yeah, well, it's nice to have a staff full of teachers. We all have our own teaching styles, and we say a lot of similar things, but we might say things a certain way that really – allows each student to uh, maybe relate a little better. And, uh, you know, it's nice to have uh, Jeff, who's been here. His experience is great. He's had a ton of uh, education and accolades, and we're so thankful that he's able to be here with us at Bonita Bay. We're, we're very fortunate to have him as well. And George as well. He is one of our local guys, is just coming on the team, and each of them have great skills that they're going to offer you all, the members, to uh, help improve your golf games. So, you know, some of the things that we're excited about is just learning who they are, and uh, you can get to know them a lot more personal as well when you have a lesson with them and do any of the uh, instructional, I guess you could say, uh, events that they're going to host as well. But uh, let's start with uh, Jeff. Tell me a little bit about where you're from, where you're raised, some of your background, family, married, you know, kids. Remember, yeah. this is not a resume builder. Yeah. <laughs> so I've got uh, I've got a wife and I've got three children. All of them are out of college now. And uh, I've got a son who's my youngest. He's uh, 23. And he made me a grandfather uh, last August. So it's pretty exciting stuff. Neat time in life, right? From Columbus, Indiana, a small town about a half hour south. So it's, um, you know, it, it's a good spot. And it's a real good spot for, I don't know, what I think is three months of the year. The rest of it is good to be here. Yeah. Right yeah. On. Very good. George, how about you? Where are you born and raised? Where are you from? I was born and raised in Benton Harbor, Michigan. And I grew up playing soccer. That's what I, that's what I started doing. That was my first passion. And I went to college at Indiana Purdue for a semester. And then I moved to Wisconsin where I started my golf career. And I played soccer until I was about 30 years old. And my friends invited me to a, a bachelor party and we played nine holes of golf mm. and barbecued, picked up a golf club. And I haven't looked back in 30 years. I fell in love with it, quit everything, quit everything. I finished school and I got a job picking range balls at Brown Deer. I got my degree in healthcare administration. I said, thank you. And I went and got a job working minimum wage at Brown Deer Golf Course. Where, where, uh, <laughs> and I started yeah. at Possum Run, uh, of course. Well, so, yeah, well, my, my illustrious soccer career didn't work out. I was going to be a famous soccer player. That didn't happen. Uh, and, and then, uh, my first job was at Browner Golf Course where Tiger Woods turned pro. I saw him take his first golf swing. And my first job was a PJ Tour stop. And I was hooked. I, I, I fell in love with that game more that day 
And um, I, I got into the golf business a few years after that as a, as a golf professional. I passed my player's ability test. I still can't believe I did that. <laughs> and uh, that, that's it. I haven't looked back. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I know EJ is excited to have our, our staff growing and uh, moving in a direction with we've got some awesome uh, technology that we've had for a long time, but we now have a place where we can host that here shortly. So we're having uh, some real experts coming in that'll be able to really help us move forward in our instructional program. So let me interrupt you real quick here. Um, I think these guys were a little bit too humble. Uh, George, I believe you played professional soccer, didn't you? Well, it, it, not really. I went out to California. I was trying. I was in the Air Force at the time. Actually, I was. In okay, the so there's a couple of things we got ex military and played some <laughs> semi pro soccer, and forgot to mention that Jeff, you know, doesn't like to you know tutor his own horn. He's a top 100 by Golf Magazine, been Teacher of the Year in Indiana. So I, I just want the members to realize that the talent that we have here. They're both kind of coaches. Coaches. Jeff does a lot of seminars across the country, teaching other instructors. Um, George is currently writing a, a research paper on foot pressure and the golf swing and stuff like that. So while these are great guys, they're also very intelligent. So I want to make sure that our members understood the, the talent level here um, that we're dealing with. Sorry, John. That's okay. No. And uh, a lot of hard work goes into uh, what we all learn. And uh, these guys have definitely put in a lot of hard work to get where they are today. So we're very blessed to have them here. So, uh, Jeff, I wanted to ask you a little bit about like Aimpoint. Give me a little example of the advantages of what Aimpoint can do for our membership and some advantages that might be there and things you might want them to know about that. Well, the, the biggest thing that I can talk to people about Aimpoint, it, it's an express read. It's fast and it's right. And it, it's all based in math. But the best part is not talking about it in math. Mm, yeah. I'm not good at math. <laughs> I'm good at understanding what math tells me but I'm not good at math and I don't like doing it. So the express read is way better. And, and basically what it is, is you're going to get on the green and you're going to walk and you're going to stop and you're going to feel what's going on. You're going to kind of put something in your head to say it's this much. Mm -hmm. And that equates to how far away from the hole I need to start my ball so that the hill can push it back. Mm -hmm. It's, it's really a fast way of going about it. Um, I call it the 10 second read because if it takes longer than 10 seconds, if you got a 25 foot putt, and, you know, because I see all these guys that are squatting down and tilting their head and holding up a putter shaft and doing all these things and walking behind the hole. And, you know, it seems like they're taking forever and I can get it done in 10 seconds and I can teach people to get it done in 10 seconds. And the ball's going toward the hole at the end and a lot of pit putts are being made that way. So, yeah, that, Jeff, that's TV. a great point about the aim point that when it first came out, nobody understood it. The cameras focused on the players on tour doing it a lot more. and Everybody thought it was slow. So the point you make about it being express and getting it done fast, and I can't believe that you don't believe in the plumb bob. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> the old plumb bob. So I think that's an important thing also. And it's very limited to how many people can coach this, right? It is very limited. There's some serious training that goes on, a lot of continuing education that goes on about this. And it, it's a specialty. It is something that... Um, not a lot of people in the country are even allowed to go through. They limit the number of it. And as a matter of fact, if you're not even any good at it or if you're not doing it very much, they take away your certification. So it, it's supposed to be something that is a, a finely tuned skill being used. But the plumb bob, you know, might as well get to that, right? <laughs> no, let's so not get to that. Here's the funny part. I've asked a whole bunch of different people who I see doing that. I ask them what they're doing and try to describe it to me. Everybody gives me a different answer. 
<laughs> so it's random. <laughs> it, it, it is totally random. <laughs> and I don't know what knowing what the ground is doing underneath your feet, 10 feet behind the golf ball is going to teach you anyway. I don't really get that either, right? If well, you're not stepping on where your ball is going to walk, you got... You're, yeah. not, you're not thinking about it. We're going to go into a whole different show on that one. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, I feel all of us here at the table are, are from the Midwest, and our grasses are so different. When we came down to Florida, learning Bermuda grass and how that is and how that works was a whole different animal. And uh, sometimes we see the ball breaking left, and it broke right, and vice versa. And what we saw was uphill, seemed down. I mean, there was all kinds of weirdness early on. And so our eyes definitely can play some tricks on us, but that's the beauty of Aimpoint is – it doesn't really have you guessing. It helps you really figure things out. So that's what I've really appreciated about it as well. But yeah, definitely something that if you haven't gone through Aimpoint, it's something you would want to do. You will definitely improve your putting and it takes some of the guessing game out of there. What else, CJ? What do you got? Well, I want to hear uh, from George. Don't make that face at me, George. <laughs> Good thing we don't have video on this. George, one question for you. And it doesn't have to be one answer. Number one fault you see in the average club golfer? It's a loaded question. <laughs> I know it is. That's why I asked it. Uh, <laughs> many answers, but I would think that uh, alignment, I would think, is, is probably the number one uh, uh, challenge that I see with players, good players. Uh, it's the first thing I check when they say I'm hitting the ball crooked. I, I check their alignment. You know, we have to line up 18 times on that golf course, and the, and the tee boxes are not your friend. Then we have to line up every approach, every chip, every pitch, every putt. So what I see is most right-handed golfers aim right. They put their shoulder on the target, not the club face. And then after you correct that, then we fill in the blanks from there. That's a good answer. There could have been a lot. I'm looking over here at Jonathan and Jeff, and their heads spinning going, wow, that was a lot quicker than I would have given, right? Or either that is a one-worder. Uh, I think that what we all see as instructors is a lot of the swing faults happen before the golf club even moves. So um, great answer there. One thing you guys have both been teaching for quite a while now, um, good careers. I'd like to hear what you guys have to say, what you've seen change in the game the most, whether it be how we coach, the equipment, golf course conditions, golf course playability. Um like Jonathan referred to Bermuda, even when I started here at Bonita Bay Club in 1999, uh, the greens were great greens in Southwest Florida, right? But you could still hear that golf ball rolling across the grain. Mm-hmm. And now with the, the different hybrids of Bermuda grass we have, there's not that much grain in them, especially this time of year when it cools down. So if you guys could hear, you know, just kind of tell us what you've seen change the most that's had an effect on, on how you guys coach. I think it's the information. You know, 20 years ago, we didn't know for a fact a lot of things. Now, in the advent of technology, let's start with launch monitors because they were the first technology that really helped uh, coaching. And we believed a machine because it was a machine. And we found out that the early machines didn't have enough information programmed into them, and and they gave us some – it was bad intel. So there was a little bit of garbage in, garbage out. But that stuff is – long gone. A lot of the technology that we're using today is unbelievably accurate, unbelievably consistent. And if I can have something, some tool that can tell me for sure by measurement, what just happened and when it happened, for example, the force plates that I use, they tell me when during the golf swing, something happened. 
and I can use that. I don't have to say it all to my student, but if I can get that little tidbit of information, boy, that's helpful for me to help <laughs> them if I understand what to do to it. So, you know, it's, it's the education, the information. I think that's the biggest thing that has changed coaching is the, the advent of facts. Yeah, I, I agree with that. We're probably not going to coach too much on what a moment arm is and stuff like that, but <laughs> no. there's, a, there's a lot of neat things that, that tech does that you can use. You don't have to use it. You don't have to fully explain it to the student or you can, it depends where the student want to go. That's, that's the beautiful thing about tech as professionals. We, we can tell if a golf ball is that you've hit, like, especially with the drivers real spinny, but if maybe somebody's not believing us, we have technology right there. It shows us, you know, one thing we do know is that pressure in one thing does not equal movement. So tech really helps you kind of show uh, the, the student what is going on and, we all learn in different ways. And as great teachers, you all know that you have to know how to say the same thing a hundred different ways, depending on who you're coaching. And uh, the tech helps give you more options on how to say things. So George, where are you going to go with this? The biggest changes you've seen? Well, the biggest change I think I've seen is in coaching. When I first started teaching uh, 24 years ago, when I started getting into golf, uh, it was all about swing mechanics. I went to everything. Went to all the seminars, all the educational opportunities the section had to offer, and it was about swing mechanics mostly. And now I see a good trend going towards coaching. Instead of just teaching swing mechanics, we have to talk to players about how to practice like you play. We get on the golf course with them. We take an evaluation of how they play so we know where to work with them with their game individually. And it's going towards coaching, and I like it. I'm a better teacher now because I'm a better coach. I just don't talk about swing mechanics. I talk about playing golf. And the goal for us is to get them off the golf range and get them on the golf course and shooting lower scores. And that's the goal. Yeah, that, that's a great point is taking it from the range and being able to hit great golf shots after you leave them, mm-hmm. right? It's one thing for them to be striping it just perfect and you walk away and then it kind of goes down a little bit. Then they yeah. take it to the golf course and it goes way down. So that's where the, the coaching part comes in along with with the swing. So George, your soccer coach way back when he didn't show up on practice day number one and just teach you everything he knows about soccer all on one day and then say, Hey, I'll see you at the game next week. No, he did not do it on your own. <laughs> that's no, a good so he kind of showed up every day and made sure you were doing the things he was teaching. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Jonathan, I'd like to have you answer that question too, uh-huh. even though you thought you were just going to moderate today. I'll throw <laughs> yeah, it at you. Well, I, I don't mind being thrown under the us. No, no. <laughs> no, I love it. I, I think uh, how we look at our golfers isn't just with technology and the changes on the golf courses. A lot of it now is understanding our golfers physically what they can or can't do. I, I'm looking point. at golfers differently than I ever have in years past. And understanding what wrist mobility and shoulder mobility and, and balance, single leg balance on one foot versus the other. I mean, things, how that will affect, not how it can affect, how it will affect what a golfer does in a golf swing. So to me, uh, that's where I think our coaching is improving. We often would say we, we're customizers and we can customize a swing, but do we really have all the information that we need to make sure that what we're teaching that golfer to do is going to match them? So that's, that's where I think it's changing in a really positive way. Yeah, those are three awesome points. I'm very impressed with those answers. <laughs> I don't know why I'm impressed. I should have known that was coming, but, you know, excellent answers. And, you know, Going along with the technology, the coaching just versus instruction, 
what we know about the body and physical limitations now, that really leads to the personal aspect of teaching. We got great people that are teaching here at Bonita Bay Club. And when you're out for a lesson and you're spending a lot of time together, being with other good people, it's important you create a relationship. And, and all those things are creating relationships with the technology stuff. You're creating trust and, and you're learning knowledge with the coaching. It's, it's all around. It's personal about how you're playing the game. What are you feeling on the golf course and things like that. Then of course, with your mobility, with your, with your limitations and how can we fix those limitations and, and things like that, you know, those are all one-on-one personalized things that you all are great at when you're out there on the lesson tee. Thank you know, you. I think um, to, to buttress that point, here we are, and this is relationships with people. So we've got somebody standing in front of us, and they're, they're trusting us with helping them get better. They're here for a reason. They're here to have some fun. They're here to get better at something that they all are feeling pretty passionate about. And yet when they come and ask us for a golf lesson, they're trusting us to be the one that can help them and lead the way. So the relationship part of this is crucial because if you can't seem to relate to the person and you can't seem to get through, it's really going to be an ineffective time for both. And uh, we want the the students and the, the people here to really enjoy it. So I think the personal aspect of it is pretty darn important. Yep. Well, I'll tell you, relationship building is what we do as teachers. And uh, if we look back in our lives and anything we've done um, when learning or educating, we definitely improved a lot when we had a great teacher and a great coach. And uh, those are memories we can look back on that help develop us as people as well. So I think what happens in, in our relationship building with our students is we're not just teaching them. A lot of times they're teaching us. They're sharing things that are helpful in our futures as not just teachers, but uh, in our lives as well. So it's, it's really awesome. And, and the friendships that we attain here, um, not just with each staff member, but also with our membership is, I think what makes Bonita Bay as big a place as it is, how special it really is, is because the, the, the friendships that we definitely create here. It's pretty cool. Yeah, we know Bonita Bay is definitely a special place. George, Jeff, you got any final parting words of wisdom for our membership? Parting words of wisdom. Well, I wouldn't say, I think we've talked a lot about wisdom today. We've got a lot of wisdom thoughts here today. <laughs> I would just say, <laughs> say that I love being here and uh, I'm a luckiest guy in the world. I get to go to work with golf shoes on every day and come and see you at Bonita Bay. Thank you. You know, I think the thing that, that I could say to kind of wrap up what we're doing here today is that we're bringing this to the membership in the form of, hey, let's talk golf at any time. So what I've found in the time that I've been here is that just walking up and down the lesson tee has helped so much because it's just communication. It's great to get to know these folks and it's great to be here and have, have them enjoy why they're here. I see that a happy group of folks here. Yeah, you know, we all got into the golf profession because we love the game of golf, right? We'll mm-hmm. always talk golf. That's that's what we do. It works. We talk golf all day. And we're going to continue talking about golf throughout this season. We're looking forward. We're going to be doing another podcast here shortly with uh, Justin Smith and Hugh Vaughn. And then starting after the new year, we're going to do some kind of open forum meeting, roundtable discussions, at least one afternoon a month, if not two, depending on how popular they are where we'll bring in our instructional staff and we'll invite you to come in in person and we'll just talk about golf. We'll talk about golf swings. We'll talk about, you know, how to get around the golf course a little bit better. We'll bring Jordan in 
Um, he will just have to do a special one for Jordan to talk about equipment because, you know, we're all kind of golf geeks and golf nerds, and he's an equipment geek for sure. He's he's Love incredible, that. so we'll get get Jordan involved in that and things like that. And, you know, we're looking forward to both the Golf Academy and the Golf Lab opening uh, here shortly. Yeah, I, I approve that message Becky just sent there <laughs> with the applause of getting these things done, uh, which could be another great tool for our for our membership and also for our teachers to help you with your golf game. So if you do finally decide that you need help with your golf game and you want to book a lesson with any of our instructional staff, you can call the golf shop or you can use a Me and My Pro app or off of the club website, go to uh, the Me and My Pro right there under the golf tab. Take care. We look forward to seeing you all soon.